episode of Cindy Says for 2020. This is your host, Gina, and boy, have we got a lot of catching up to do. But right now we're in the middle of a pandemic. I hope you guys are staying safe. You're staying healthy and practicing social distancing. You have plenty of toilet paper. I hope all of those things for you. We've got some stuff to dig into this year. First of all, Tina and I adopted a baby. His name is Jesse. More on Jesse later, but we'll talk a little bit about him during this episode. But really, what we're talking about is what the world is talking about right now. Not Corona, Joe Exotic, the Tiger King. It's the craze that's sweeping the nation. It's the thing that's keeping us going. We've got thoughts. Well, more like I had to call in some friends. Tina has a very minimal amount of thoughts. She's she's pretty good on the topic. But while she works from home, I called up a couple of my friends to talk about this thing. Because when you're feeding a baby at 3 o'clock in the morning, you've got to have something to do. And what I decided to do was watch this crazy thing on Netflix. I'd like to welcome our two guests today. We've got Shauna calling in from Chicago and... Uh, a fan favorite, Fro, who appeared on our very second episode of this humble podcast. Both of them called in the hotline to talk about this show. We're going to start with my interview with Shauna, and then we'll roll right into Fro. And we're going to just keep coming at you with content because I know you guys are bored. And who doesn't want an hour of discussion about the Tiger King right now? So without further ado, here is my interview with Shauna. Hello. <laughs> Thanks yes. for joining us. So tell me your thought, your first impressions, your first thoughts about Tiger King before we get started. Is this real? <laughs> yes. I had a really hard time grasping that this was really happening. And then my second thing was I had a really hard time understanding that it did not take place in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get into Florida here in a minute. But yes. So like. Because it's so hard to trust if anything is real. Like, you just can't trust it. But, I mean, he, like, I can't. I, yes, that's the perfect place to start. Is this real? We might be talking about fantasy this whole time. But you know what? We're in a, po- we're in a pandemic world, and I think that that's fine. Okay, so what I'd like to do, my, my initial reaction, by the way, all I wrote for my initial thoughts was, that quarter peach colored bathtub, like in the hitman's, <laughs> what I can only assume is the mobile home. Cause I was just like, I've never seen a bathtub that looks like that. This has to be a mobile home. That is a wild bathtub. That's all I wrote oh down. Goodness. Cause there's too much. There's too much. Okay. It's too much. So we're going to ask you some Tiger King related rapid fire questions. And we briefly talked about this, but we didn't really like have a final answer. So I'm going to ask you now, how much should a hitman cost? In the show, it was $3,000. But how much do you think a hitman should cost? You know, I've never really given this much thought. Mm. (laughs) Who does? Yes. (laughs) Uh, But I feel like hitmen cost more money than I probably will ever see in my life. Yeah. Right? Like, poor people don't hire hitmans. Or hitwomans. Equal opportunity. Hit people. But... Yeah, I don't 
I don't, I feel like hundreds of thousands of dollars, especially for what they were asking. Like they were asking the hitman to hit a moving target on a bike. <laughs> Probably not easy. No. Um, and then also to like make it look like it wasn't them. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but if I died mysteriously and Joe Exotic kept calling me a bitch and was like blowing up effigies of me, that's the first place I'd go. Right. I Googled it and it says <laughs> a low level hitman can range between $5,000 to $15,000 per hit. High level really? hitmen, which tend to be the ones glamorized in movies, tend to cost far more $100,000 plus per contract. And that's from Google. I'm surprised about that lowball number. 15k for like a amateur hitman? Yeah, but I mean $3,000 is too little. I want to know the stats on like how successful those lowball hitmen are. Hit and people are. How far he was being asked to drive? Okay. Anyway, rapid yeah. fire questions. <laughs> when is it appropriate to change out of your dress sequence and into your EMS jacket? When somebody gets their arm bitten off. I, I can't think of any other. I mean, like, just I can't imagine, like, it's time to put on that EMS jacket. <laughs> We're referencing. Also, yeah. Other question. Was he even qualified to wear that jacket? No, you can buy them <laughs> online very easily. I also Googled that before doing this. Like, you can just easily get an EMS jacket. And it's just like a very Mr. Rogers thing. Oh, one of our staff yeah. members just got their arm bitten off. It's time to put on this jacket. My crisis jacket. Take off my tassels. Yes. Okay, here's another one. Um, what song would you jet ski into the sunset to? In the movie, Ooh. it was Eye of the Tiger. Yes. Oh, that's a good. Oh man. Maybe a uh, cool rider by Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, a la Grease too. Yes. I mean, like, I feel like that's on brand for <laughs> the style of your goodbye. Oh my gosh. Okay, Carolyn Howard had a caveman-themed wedding photo shoot. How would you top that? Oh my God. <laughs> I don't think you can. <laughs> oh, I don't think you can. Because she was like you dragging him through the sand. That. You can't. I can't. There's no topping that. No, there really isn't. And my question is, why? Well, there's no <laughs> cats. Like, there's no cats involved. Like, why? Why is that your photo shoot? Maybe they were big fans of the Flintstones. I, I thought it was a Flintstones-themed thing first, but no, it was just cavemen. <laughs> All right, next question. And this is kind of serious. This is getting into the nut meat of the show. Who set Joe's building on fire? Joe. Yeah? Yeah. You don't think he did? You don't think he hired it out and just left? No freaking way, man. He he did that himself because he was going to get tons of insurance money because some of those gators were Michael Jackson's. Whoa. I did not know that some of those gators yeah. were Michael Jackson's. Mm -hmm. Dang. Okay. All right. Well, you, hear it here, you heard it here first. Okay. Joe went on a date wearing a vest with fringe and a jacket with fringe on top of the vest. How would you incorporate fringe into a first date? I wouldn't. <laughs> No, I just feel like that's it's it's given a bad impression. I don't know if if a guy showed up to my my date wearing fringe, I would immediately know I was either catfished or this was a bad choice. Yeah. Like, is there ever an occasion on a first date where fringe is acceptable? I've never I've I've not really been on very many first dates. I guess you're, if you're both really into cabaret. 
Mm, okay. <laughs> or if you were going to a horseback, to an OK saloon, an OK corral, perhaps, mm. that could be acceptable. Yes, yes, that would be acceptable. I would question, is it cultural appropriation? Ooh, of cowboys? Oh, well, yeah, or of Native is Americans. Got it, got it. I don't know. Yeah, I need to learn more about fringe and its connections to culture. Maybe there's a YouTuber that does that. All right, here's I'm my sure last. My last question is my favorite. Um, Joe's Oklahoma versus Doc's South Carolina. Which one out Florida's Florida? <laughs> oh, oh, this is so good. <laughs> Joe's Oklahoma. Tell me you why. Know, there. Doc's North, he's South Carolina, right? Right. Yeah. That was a little bit more uh, Utah to me, you know? Okay. Um, like Or like a Nevada? Yeah. Okay. Too. I'm thinking Utah because of the polygamy. Mm. But that wasn't even um, weddings. Those weren't even marriages. Those are just girlfriends. I Googled that, too. Oh, yeah. yeah I, We're going to get into him. But, yeah, I think that... Uh, what was it? Winwood, Winwood, Oklahoma. Yeah. Definitely out Florida, Florida. I just don't know how we got all those characters in one spot. Like there's characters all over Florida, but it just seemed like Winwood had the market on it. There's just so much meth there, I think, because he just kept picking <laughs> people up that needed meth. Like that's what it was like. Just like everybody was either like recovering or still had. And I don't think they got into that enough. Okay. All right. I Yeah. I mean, South Carolina, it's Myrtle Beach, you know, like, that's pretty touristy. That's like Gatlinburg. It's almost like it's Gatlinburg. But Oklahoma, yeah. man, sheesh. Oof my goof. Okay. Well, those were the rapid fire questions. How do you All feel right. after being put through the gauntlet? I feel good. I feel good. All right. We just, like, prime the pump. Like, th- those questions were really for people that have seen the show so far. And really, mm. this whole discussion is for people that have seen the show. I've actually been trying to listen to the podcast, and we're going to get a little deeper into talking about everyone's favorite, what was is she, was she a dumb bitch? Evil bitch? That bitch. That bitch. <laughs> Carol. That bitch, Carol Baskin. <laughs> There's so much to say. The flower garlands. The wallpaper of cat prints. The bicycle. The bicycle. Oh, my God. I mean, and that she's allergic to cats. That blew my mind. That she's yeah. like, I'm allergic to cats. They're not allowed in the house. <laughs> I was just like, but why? But she loves them so much. I don't get it. So, I mean, like, my issues with Carol Baskin are different from everybody else's. Like, I could care less whether she killed her husband or fed them to tigers. Yeah. I don't think she did. I would not be surprised no. if he like ran off. Yeah, that's I think that that's what happened. They had a mutual agreement. They both wanted out of the marriage. They both didn't want to have to go through divorce and have everything tied up legally because they had so much. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Whatever. Money. There's just too much. To, yeah, I've got too much money. Yeah. Let me just like burn my money by like disappearing. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what they did. He had a mistress down there. He took a flight. She said that he lost his pilot's license and then he consistently made flights. I believe that. Like, it's Florida. They were actually in Florida. So, yeah, sure. I believe that. Yeah. And he just, he's in, where, where did she say he used to go? Costa Rica. I think he's just living large in Costa Rica. And 
Maybe she uh, sent him the insurance money on his death. I don't think that she kept that. I think that that was probably part of the plan the whole time. Like, he's got a good chunk of it, and he's down there doing cat things with his mistress. That's right. He's probably picked up. He's probably, at this point, either dead or has disappeared for another time. You know what I mean? He's like, I'm done with Costa Rica. I guess I got to keep pushing southward. Off to Argentina we go. I don't know. Yeah, yeah so he's, like he's not in Costa Rica anymore, but at one point he was, and whether or not he's alive is a whole nother story. But it was not at the hands of that bitch, Carol. Yeah, and so like my issues with Carol were really like the cat rescue, like just like the hypocrisy. Like I was like digging mm-hmm. deeper when I was watching the show, not so much about like ooh, did she feed him to tigers, but I'm like, isn't what she was doing essentially the same thing as what everybody else was doing? And what is she, like, fighting to achieve? Like, no one should have big cats, including her. Like, regular people should not just be, like, having these giant zoos with these cats. Like, no one. Yeah, I agree on that. Like, you know, I work in the zoo world, but I work in an accredited zoo. And she kept saying that her sanctuary was accredited. I haven't really looked up her because I feel like... I don't want to go there, but nobody should own animals. Like, I mean, outside of domesticated animals that we've domesticated over years, well, centuries, really, thousands and thousands of years. But, like, big cats, it doesn't matter if you hand-raise them or not. They are still wild animals, and they will still eat you, even if they grew up with them. And also, they need expert treatment that carol joe doc can't give them because none of them have the background for it and none of those animals in any of those scenarios had enough space to be what they needed to be which absolutely big cats and i mean just watching the males all in one i'm gonna say cage and we don't use that word in the zoo world we use habitat but those were cages yeah those weren't habitats many males yeah those were not habitats that many males of tigers specifically who are uh they are um they're solo creatures they really don't socialize in the wild unless it's breeding season um just seeing them all together like that is dangerous like just them pacing yes yeah i get that she's trying to work with the legislators to try and stop people from owning big cats like i'm a hundred percent on board with that but i just kept watching it going but like what are you doing like, but well, is it her this... legislation isn't about owning big cats. It's about breeding. Oh, them. well, yeah. yeah. No one should own. Like, I, that's what was missing for me from the entire show. And what's been missing for me in the podcast about this whole thing that I've been listening. No one is sitting and saying, here's what's legal. And isn't that insane? Like, yeah. and here's why that's wrong. It's all about like that bitch, blah, blah, blah. Sorry, Tina's watching something in her office while she's working and. <laughs> The phone's going off in there. Um, But it's just like, no one's like saying, this is wrong. This is not okay. Here are the rules for labor laws. And like, there's just so much illegality happening. Yes. And I'm like, talk about that. Yeah, we're going to get into Doc Antle in a minute. But yeah, like, I just was like, I need information about what is legal and what is not legal. And no one is advocating for these animals. We're spending so much time talking about that bitch. And I just was like, I feel like I'm reliving the 2016 election again. Like, I just am like, let's stop vilifying this woman. Let's ask the important questions. But whether or not she killed her husband is not her 
original sin. Yeah. I would have been really satisfied if they asked her, like, are you trying to put forth legislation that would even close down your institution? Right. And that would have made her a little bit more worthy of her cause in my eyes, because right now she's just as bad as everybody else in the, in that whole story. Yeah. But if she was working towards not having places like that around at all, including her so-called sanctuary, then sure, she's got all the integrity in the world, but I don't think she wants to close down her like $4 million a year place, you know? No. I just, like, the more that I, like, dig into what this show was, I'm just like, this was just to be sensational, to be like, look at these Oklahomans missing their teeth and their fringe and their clothes, and this lady, she's a bitch, and the polygamy. Like, look at all these zany characters. And I'm like, I could have done with some flow charts that were, like, explaining <laughs> things of, like, here's how this works, here's here's what we've got going legislatively, and that's not sexy. That's not sexy. Yeah, no. I don't think I was the target demographic for this show, but I was into it, man. Yeah, but honestly, like, if it didn't have all that sexiness in it, nobody would watch it. Which is at the detriment of the animals and the poor women that are being coerced by Doc Antle, which I think we need to get into. We keep going around it. And it's not just Doc Antle. It's all three of them. We've got Doc, we've got Carol, we've got Joe. And... Mm -hmm. In the show notes I wrote, it's a discussion about cults and coercion. Because we're watching it and we're like, this is a cult. And Mm -hmm. I had to educate myself a little bit more about what a cult is. Um, Cults can range from benign to bizarre or brutal. Cults can mature into mainstream institutions. And I think that's what has happened here. And it's like a benign cult that has just matured into a thing that everybody thinks is fine. But then when you start peeling back the layers, that's when it's a problem. So it's not like it's necessarily like these people are all going to drink Kool-Aid and go die, but Mm -hmm. these people are all surrounded by a common cause and there's like a pyramid scheme almost to it. So anyway. Which I think is exactly what Doc and Carol's institutions are. I don't think Joe's are like that. Joe's were a hot mess. He needed some management help stat. He was, it was anarchy. Like, I think it was like, it was like controlled chaos there, which just seems like his, that seems like his family crest. It's controlled chaos. <laughs> yes. But one of our questions yeah. that, yeah, one of our questions that we got from our listeners and my friends were, how did Joe get three men to marry marry him? Two of them don't identify as gay. To be, to be fair, he has four husbands. His first one was gay, had HIV, and died from complications of HIV. And based on the podcast I was listening to, that kind of caused Joe to, like, crumble and lose his, like, guidepost. And then all of the crazy started happening. So then he got married to those other two guys. And now he's married to that third guy. How did he do it? Shauna, how did he do it? Well, here's the thing. They all had one thing in common. The number 19. They were 19 years old? Well, uh, Trevor and John were both 19 when he married him. And Dylan was 22. So we're looking at, like, potential grooming. Like, yes, they were old adults but we know that our brains don't fully develop until we're in our mid-20s so like we're looking at general grooming tactics like he had the things that they wanted a place to stay 
openness and acceptance for whatever they may be and meth and meth <laughs> and the magical <laughs> ingredient in all of these scenarios meth and other drugs because trevor loved those drugs and- cars and guns i mean they could just fire off guns and like explosives anywhere they wanted to yeah it oh was basically God. like an early 20 guys dream it really especially like when you're not like grown like you're not a man mm-hmm. until you're at least 24 at yeah. least at the least at least yeah. No, I'm totally with you on this. Like it's I feel like there was a lot of grooming going on for all of these different people at these different organizations and give it like you said, giving them exactly what they needed, which is a place to stay. And there was a very heavy emphasis on like people just want to hold a cat. People just want to hold a leopard or a lion or a tiger. And I'm like, that's crazy. That's crazy. But it's true. Like. <laughs> Do I want to? Hell yeah. Am I going to? No, never. Because I know what the implications of that. They were taking those little babies away from their their mother hours after they were born. And putting them in pack and plays, which blew my mind. As someone who now owns a pack and play, I was like, that's a pack and play. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) Also, I have been dealing with Jesse, who has been going through a lot of like growth this week. He wants to do everything, and he's driving me crazy. I don't have anyone to hand him off to, except for Tina, and I don't want to bother her when she's working. But, like, there's no one here that I could be like, let me go shower. Here, Mom. Um, So there was a moment at, like, 3 in the morning when I'm watching this feeding Jesse, and I'm thinking to myself, I have big enough boobs to be one of Doc's ladies. I can I can go down there and get myself infiltrated in there, and once I'm in, I'm going to start changing some things. What do you think he would name you? That was a whole other thing that really bothered me was that he named all of his women. That's so crazy. Oh, God. I don't know. I'm sure I'm sure I would get kicked out immediately. I did. I I said that to Tina and she looked at me and she like was wordless. Like she had nothing (laughs) to say. She did not say, go down there and do it. Or I'd like to see you try or you're crazy. She just looked at me and she was like, moving on. I've seen that face before. Yeah, familiar. It's a pretty good face. Yeah, but like he was grooming all of these girls. And one of my friends on Facebook was like, where are the parents? And I'm like, this is classic for any kind of like toxic relationship or human trafficking. This is just what the like people who do grooming know how to identify vulnerable people. Yeah, they, he wasn't looking at women that came from healthy families that had support and connections. No, he knew as soon as he got them on his compound, and I will call it a compound. Ooh, that's, that's a good it idea. Is. Yeah, it is a compound. They were stuck there. He was only giving them $100 a week. You can't leave on a hundred or $100 a month or something like that. I can't remember. But you can't leave on that amount of money. If you have no one to go back to. Yeah. Right. There's no way. Because that one girl who ended up getting the boob job and leaving, she oh, was, her gotcha. dad was like, don't fall in love with your boss. Bye-bye. Parenting. God, I can only hope I'm better than that. <laughs> she seemed healthy now, which made she me did. happy. It was nice to see her in a good spot. Yes, it, it really was. Um, yeah, I mean, there was just like a lot. Like, the show is just like I keep saying, it was so over-sensationalized at the expense of the animals, but then at the... At the expense of all these, like, marginalized, misfit, vulnerable people. And I'm like, yeah. I don't derive any entertainment from this, but I cannot stop watching. Because at least this is worse than me having to deal with a screaming baby. 
Yeah, like Eric Cowie's story, like really, it still bothers me. Who because... is Eric Cowie? The names so of the people the I forgot. That worked at yeah, no, okay, <laughs> I, I got very familiar. <laughs> Uh, so he worked at Joe's place. He was the tall guy with the really blonde hair. <gasps> the long, shaggy blonde hair. And now he yeah. works at the... What made me so upset is that when he was working at the diner, he took the burger and with his bare hands, squished it onto the grill. And I'm like, you are going to burn your fingerprints. And also, that's not sanitary. <laughs> All right, well, got it. Would he feel it? He's probably been bit by a tiger. Oh, my God. Oh, I did feel bad for him. But why did you feel bad for him? Well, I really think that he thought that Joe was giving him a second chance. Like, he came to Joe as a raging alcoholic, uh, and Joe sobered him up. And then as soon as the play started to go downhill, he started drinking again. Yeah. That last scene of him on the bed killed me. Because I think that he really did love those animals, and he did care about those animals. And the way that he talked about cuddles, oh, my God, outside the courtroom, I I was a mess. Like, I don't even know this guy, and I felt so bad for him. So many of the people that we saw need resources. They need, you know, Medicare for all. (laughs) They need everything. They need all of the help they can get. And it's just really a big bummer that they, you know, got exploited. I mean, Sass came back two days after her arm got bitten off by its Oh, and did you know that Saf is a trans person? Saf prefers to be referenced as oh. male. So there you oh, go. I did not know that. Fun Thank fact you. about Saf. You're welcome. Um, yeah. yeah. So Saf got his like he was like I don't want the press to win, and I'm like oh my god. But of everybody on the show, Saf seemed to be the best adjusted. Like I am not worried about him, and he no. was just like I'm missing a hand. Cool, and I'm like. Yeah. That's fine. And then him petting the little kitten outside of wherever they were like, oh, hello, kitty. I was like, okay, yeah. Saf's going to be Jeez. fine. Is anybody else going to be? I mean, I feel like Howard's going to be fine. Howard Carroll's yeah, husband. Gonna be fine. He has the voice of an angel. Who does? Howard. Oh, Howard. I was like, he seems perfectly content at this lifestyle. He doesn't seem there in duress. There was a really awkward moment with between him and Carol. Yeah. They were watching, and it was very subtle. I don't know if you noticed this, but they were watching something on the TV. I can't remember what it was. And it was something about a tiger, obviously. And it was some type of movie or promo that they made for the big cat rescue. And Carol, like, pats and rubs his leg, and he has no response to her. (gasps) Whoa, I didn't see that. Yeah, you'll have to go. And I was like, that's weird. Maybe he's happy to be dead inside. I don't know. I mean, who's to say? (laughs) Who's to say? All right. Is he a robot? Maybe. I mean, I mean, like your initial question is, is this real? And I feel like a corollary question is why? Why any of this? Like, is this America? Like, I, I don't know anything. Like, I did leave the show thinking I don't know anything about anybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this is a world that I did not know about. What else is out there? Yeah. And then I was also thinking to myself, the documentarians, like, with Saf and his interviews, they, like, found the cruddiest place to interview him. Like, let's assemble as much junk as possible behind you. It was just like, ooh, look at these, look at these rednecks. Ooh, look at the, I, 
the person who did the documentary has worked with Madonna before, so he probably was like, let's make it look as sad and as tragic as possible. You know, like, and then the guy who's doing the podcast, like, hung out with them and, like, dug ditches with them and, like, quit getting, like, seduced by this. Like, ooh, look at this different world. I get to leave whenever I want. I haven't listened to the podcast yet, but it's on my list. I'm trying to finish this other podcast about a murder first. Um, all my podcasts are about murders, but yay, murders! I heard, the, I heard good reviews about the podcast. I just kind of am feeling like it's like let's just tune in and see all these crazy zany people. There's Tina. Tina is now I joining the podcast. You're joining at the perfect time, Tina, since you've never really watched the show before. Little baby. Yeah. Since you've never really watched the show before, Sean and I are on number six on our show outline. Yeah, I get to watch bits and pieces like over lunch. Drinking game, a drinking game you can play while re-watching the show or watching for the first time. And mm. Sean already came up with a great idea of when to drink, and she thinks it might be a little dangerous, but drink when... I've, what did I write? When I someone calls Carol that bitch. Oh yeah, every time someone calls Carol that that bitch. Yes. Or uses the whole phrase, that bitch Carol Baskin. <laughs> or anytime she's like physically like referenced as being threatened. Like, or anytime oh, she gets threatened. One. Yeah. I or, think anytime she appears in a flower garland is also good. Yeah. Anytime we talk anytime about her she's finances. Her bike. <laughs> anytime she's on her bike, take two drinks. Um, <laughs> anytime Doc Antle tries to tell the videographers what to do. When they're filming him is a good one. Oh, anytime he's riding on an elephant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tina's now like just making faces of like, these are things that happen. No, no, no. I saw yeah. that. Okay. What are some good Joe ones? Anytime he's got his hat oh. off. Anytime he has to like, his hat's off. Any, anytime he sings. Ooh, anytime. <laughs> anytime you, he sings. Did you know that he didn't sing any of those songs? I did. Yeah. It's somebody oh. else's voice. But he lightly sings on top. Oh, my God. I was in a webinar with, like, a team, and we were talking about it, like, just on a break from whatever discussion, and somebody was like, yeah, he didn't even sing those, and it broke me. I literally was broken. I was like, what do you mean it wasn't him singing? I yes. thought it was him the whole time. It was his only redeeming quality. Did he write the music? I do need no. to know more about the music, because it was... Because the lyric, you know... I saw a tiger and a tiger saw a man. And then there's later stuff about a tiger holocaust. I also loved the video where she, where he got a Carol Baskin like lookalike, and I thought it was legitimately her. Here, kitty, kitty. That's Here, that kitty, song. kitty. Um, any because like, uh, what are other things that you could drink at? Anytime someone's shirtless or doing an interview in a bathtub. Anytime someone shoots into that lake or lights up a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. These are all good ones. We're going to need to make a PDF sheet of all of these. Why is he so cute? Anytime oh, why is Joe so cute? Ring, oh. eye ring is going to come off. Anytime is... what? You think Joe's eye ring is going to come off. Oh, my God. Those rings. Oh, oh. Hang Joe, Joe Exotic. Oh, Joe. Tiger King. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime you see an exclusive Joe Exotic piece of merchandise, like the underwear or the condom, take, like, two oh, drinks. Yeah. Because it doesn't happen very often, but it's pretty amazing. Or uh, John's tattoo gets flashed. Property of Joe Exotic. Yes. That was not a good cover-up. I did see that part. Yeah. Ooh. Um, we didn't even talk about how gross Jeff is, but he was like, my girlfriend, oh. Jeff's the guy who took over the zoo, check out, took over Joe Exotic's zoo, and his wife wow. or girlfriend Lauren is pregnant and he had like a picture of what she looked like before and I was like I want you to look like this and then here's also a picture of the nanny 
I would say drink every they time Jeff is. Name. They did. They posted a picture of it on Instagram a few days ago. Oh my god! So I would say drink every time Jeff is sexist. You'll be sure to get super drunk. So you follow them on Instagram? No, somebody sent me the link. I will not follow that tragic Caro. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> and then also, like, can we talk about him for a second? Because his whole backstory makes no sense. Yeah. He said that he, his dad or uncle or something was the owner of some circus that's really famous out on the West Coast, like the something Robin Circus. I can't remember the name of it, but he had never been around animals or anything like that. He seemed to like know nothing. And also he's like, I don't understand how when somebody pulls up in, what did he have, a Ferrari or some type of. Nice. Was it a Hummer? Like. I feel like no, he had giant well, he Hummers. Had a Hummer, but when he first started interacting with Joe, he had some type of car, and like an easy background check would have been able to tell you, like, oh, yeah, he's not paying for that anymore, and it's gonna get repoed. Like, yeah. there was just like so many things. Like, why would you hand over your business to someone you barely know? I mean, yes, it's Joe Exotic, and everything is crazy, and nothing makes sense. But I, I was that guy is. I don't even know how to describe him. He really bothered me. Like, he still bothers me. He's just a seedy person. Lots of nefarious things going on with him. I feel like even though the show's over, another part of the drinking game would be take a shot when he finally gets arrested for whatever big thing he's been doing. (laughs) Yes. Um, And there was something else about... Oh, and then when he just, like, still had the zoo, he seemed fundamentally annoyed with having it. And he was, Mm -hmm. like, rebuilding a new one. I'm like, why do this? Why do this? Just just sell yeah. the animals and go. Like, why? Why? Just pack up and move on. Go back to Vegas. Because people want to cuddle those baby tigers. And it costs a lot of money and it makes them a lot of money. And yeah. that's all he cared about was money. Neither of them, him and his girlfriend, wife, whatever she was, none of them wanted to put in the work. I mean, that's the one thing that, like, you can probably give Joe a little credit for was right. that he was taking care of the animals to some extent in the best way he knew how. Right. But not the best way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, totally. Oh, God. Well, Tina, does this discussion make you want to watch it? No. No, she says no. That's I a big saw no. All I need to see. She saw all she needed to see. So, um, but did she? Did, did she see Alan on the jet ski? She did Do see that. She at the yeah. eye of the tiger with the jet ski at the very end. You saw that because you yes. laughed at how stupid yes. that was. Tina, what song would you play on your jet skiing into the sunset? Like what? What song would you want to have played? Just put me on the spot like that. Well, I did that to Shauna, and Shauna had a really good answer. Yeah, but I'm not good at music stuff. Oh God! And what was Shauna's answer? I forget. Not everybody can be a Shauna. It was Cool Rider. Oh yeah, from Greece too. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yes, <laughs> Tina. I feel like Power of Love is an easy alley oop for that too. It's the Power of Love, dude. Oh, that would be a good dude. one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesse Smiley, not oh, that Jesse one. Jesse likes that. All right. Well, I have I guess sung that to him though. A, a mother son. He, drive off into the jet ski off into the sunset. That's the power of love. Do, 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 do. There we go. It's <laughs> pretty consistent. With that, I think we might have to draw this to a close because he's twitching a bit more and he's getting more awake. So, Sean, I'm just going to leave you with like podcast. final thoughts for our podcast listeners Maybe. about this show and what it means to you. Uh, I don't know. It's like 
what Joe does is, like, it's not what I do in the zoo world, but it is my life. I live in the world of animals. So I think for me, it's a stark reminder of the good work that accredited zoos do out there. And my hope is that with watching that, people will be able to distinguish between a roadside zoo that should not be open and a good zoo that is doing good work. Right. That's great. You want people leaving the show being like, oh, when I go to the zoo that you work at or when I go to the Cincinnati Zoo, look at the work that's being done. And it's and it's like there are exhibits at Cincinnati that could stand to be bigger with more space for the animals to roam. Like it's not perfect. But the fact that more people own big cats and are out in the wild is just insane. So let's not lose sight of that and not worry so much about a woman feeding a a husband to tigers. Yeah, that's some other point. You know, husbands are hard to manage, and sometimes the tigers need food. And sometimes they just have to flee and go to Costa Rica. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. With their mistress. Yeah. And if I had to answer that question myself, I would say walking away from that show, we should take away that you should not own a big cat. No one should. No one should, and people will do anything if they have the right motivation, whether that is meth Mm -hmm. or that is money or holding a cat. People will do anything, and Mm -hmm. we have to, like, remember that no one should own a cat. One of the pieces, like, towards the end of that last episode where uh, Joe was uh, sending the two chimpanzees he had away, that... That was rough. Like no one should own you can animals. Easily do no. You can easily do a Google search that says chimpanzees are social creatures and need to be in with other chimpanzees, and he kept them separate for God knows how many years. He said ten, but then he was like, "Did uh, I?" He was like, "Did I do them wrong?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah he did." Yeah, he. I mean, that, he said, "Yeah, he did." Wait, that that was. I mean, that was even that. No, I didn't know that he had chimps until that episode. I don't think we saw them. Or he we did, buried the chimp green. lead until the last episode. Yeah, and that, I was like, <laughs> why isn't this the story? Like, actually, fun fact, the zoo that I work for, uh, maybe almost 10 years ago, we went to a lot of places that own chimps as pets or had them in roadside zoos and tried to talk with them about the needs that chimps need, like just different things, and also give them an opportunity to relinquish their chimps and move them into a place that was better suited for them. And I don't know if they talked to Joe Exotic. I asked somebody, um, and they kind of hinted that, like, we talked to people that were in that circle, but not to them. But, like, they are definitely aware of how chimps should be cared for. And that image of them hugging at the end, whoo. Upsetting. It's so bad. The monkeys, chimpanzees, anything that we haven't domesticated are not good pets. Like, just leave them alone. Leave them be. be. All right. Well, Shauna, thank you so much for joining us for the show today. I really appreciated talking with you about Joe Exotic and what it means to be a good steward of nature and of animals. All right. Bye. Thanks for having me. I'd like to welcome another guest to our Tiger King conversation. She was the first guest we ever had on the podcast. Everyone, it's Fro. She's back. What up? <laughs> From what's Mighty up, Ducks everybody? to this. What now? <laughs> Said, what's up, everybody? Tell me your initial thoughts 
about Tiger King? You've watched it twice now. I have watched it twice. So I think my main thought is this is a classic if you're ever into like those am I the asshole um, threads on Reddit um, where the people will give the situation, right? This is a clear everybody sucks here. And I think that's like when you start to watch this, that's what you have to think about as you go into it. It's like there is no protagonist in the situation. There are only antagonists. Right. There are only villains in this story. Right. There's no good versus evil. It's man versus cat. Yes, exactly. <laughs> got it. All right, so I've got some rapid-fire questions for you that I have developed that I'm feeling really proud of, and you've never heard these before, and I'm really excited to give them to you. Are you ready? I am. How much should a hitman cost? $3,000 <laughs> is too little. $3,000 is too little, I'd say. At least 100000 but you'd have to go up from there. <laughs> As you would guess, I Googled it, and you are correct. $100,000 for, like, a good, like, quality mint condition. Like, Hitman is $100,000. Like, like Liam Neeson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, as a Liam Neeson's. (laughs) Great. Great, great, great. What what are we doing for $3,000? Like, that's my my follow-up question. Like, what what is, is that, like, an Oklahoma 3,000? Oklahoma (laughs) 3,000. Like, what does that get you? I mean, there has it has been said that there are people that will do things for a case of beer and a tank of gas. <laughs> um, so I mean, I guess currency is is how the uh, the receiver uh, appreciates it. I guess it's in the eye of the beholder, or yes. the tattooed teardrop eye of the beholder. <laughs> the teardrop tattoo eye. <laughs> That's no. how you know he killed a man. Oh my god! All right, next question. Um, when is it appropriate to change out of your dress sequence and into your EMS jacket? <laughs> Almost immediately as the radio call comes on, like a superhero, yes. like Clark Kent style. You yes. just rip the sequins off. <laughs> <laughs> to reveal the EMS jacket that was posing yeah. as your muscles. Right. And that was... On the me- in the meme scene, that's like, they're like, the drip never stops for Joe Exotic. It's just, as soon as he put that EMS jacket on, he was like, it was like, oh, yes, bitch. He's got the EMS jacket. It's easy to find online. That was another thing I Googled for. Very yes. easy to get for yourself. All right, right. What song would you jet ski into the sunset to? <laughs> Uh, Rocky like a hurricane, probably. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Rocky like a hurricane. That's that's the first one that comes to mind. That was so quick too. <laughs> that was <laughs> you had that ready. All right. Here's another question. Now you're married. You had a lovely I, wedding. It was beautiful. Um, but let's just imagine you could do it all over again. Carolyn Howard had a caveman themed wedding photo shoot. How would you top that at the renewal of your vows? <laughs> vows. Not vowels. I don't know. It would have to be horribly costumed Harry Potter, I think, was the only thing that we would even agree to. Right. Like, what if you had, like, a Draco wig that's just, like, a blonde wig that you cut freehand? Got it. And his father will hear about this. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay, great. Who set Joe's building on fire? Oh, he did. (laughs) 
Yeah, he absolutely set it on fire. <laughs> or he paid somebody to do it, but he was definitely involved in that. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. Ice cold. Ice cold. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't. That came very quick as well. I like it. All right. <laughs> now, again, you're married, so it's been a while since you've been on the dating scene. Joe went on a date wearing a vest with fringe with a jacket with fringe on top. How yes. would you incorporate fringe on a first date? <sighs> See, I'm like low key. I don't like anything real loud. Right. So I might get like some uh, like fringed moccasins. You know <gasps> what I'm talking about? Yes. Yes. They've got those real detailed ones. That's probably as far as I would go. That's comfy for a movie, a, di- a dinner yeah. and a movie. Yes. I like right. it. I like it. Yeah. All right. Final question. Joe's Oklahoma versus Doc's South Carolina. Which one out Florida's Florida? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I'm really proud of it. It's Oklahoma. <laughs> it's Oklahoma? It's absolutely Oklahoma. <laughs> and it's like, just because of one item, because you know Florida man, like... The most Florida man moment from that was when he walked in and he was like, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. A tiger just bit somebody's arm. (laughs) Do you want a rain check? Why don't you come back another day? Like, no. (laughs) Do you want a rain check? (laughs) Florida man throws alligator through Wendy's drive-thru window. Yes. Like that's on that level (laughs) of crazy. I love it. Oh my God. And so the other thing that I just wrote down, because you shared your first thoughts about like, there's no protagonist here. The only first initial thought I have and what I wrote down is that peach colored corner bathtub in the Hitman's, what I could only guess is a mobile home. (laughs) Yeah. So I think what they did was they must have, they either rented hotels or motels for them to interview in. Or that's where they were when they were supposed to testify, maybe. But I think the thing, too, was everybody that works for him was a transient yeah. person. Yeah. So none of them really, like, the only one, like, the guy with no legs, uh, Reinke, I think his name was. He lost his legs <laughs> zip lining. Yeah. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that Saf is in front of, like, a junkyard. Yeah. What is that about? Like, I'm I'm sure they, like, wheeled in a bunch of things and stacked them <laughs> to be like, here you go, sit on this. <laughs> sit Stuffing on this. carts and a gas can. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, well, I feel like that leads perfectly into, like, the stage nonsense that is one of our main topics of conversation, Carol Baskin. And I'm just going to okay. let you let her rip on Carol because you said you needed to talk about it. Well, the thing about Carol is, is that she is delusional um she's absolutely delusional if she thinks that her place is the best place for these these tigers and these exotic cats to go because it's not that big of a place no they they flew over it and it's not big at all it's no i think his place is bigger um certainly is in worse condition i would say but but where they ended up sending these tigers that from his park too, it is like 5,900 acres of free land. I mean, it's fenced in 
to a certain point, but they basically get a very good amount of space for these cats and they have all kinds of animals. They have all kinds of different animals there. And it literally is in the mountains and they're just like, it's almost like they're able to walk free and that's the best place for them. I don't know anything of, I haven't researched them that far to see if there's, you know, any question about them, but it seems like that's such a better situation than sticking them in a cage. And some of those cages were not bigger than Russo's little pen. Russo being your dog. That's correct. Right. For the people watching at home. Yeah. Like, I just, the hubris of her to be like, my place is better. And, like, what is she trying to achieve? Um, I don't, I just, it's like, and I feel like the show didn't do a good job of, like, connecting those dots. It was more like, she fed her husband to tigers. <laughs> like, like, yeah. <laughs> like this is. Also, the way, some of the things that the way that she said things, and it could just be how it was cut. Um, but even one of them was like, they did a clip of like a news story where she was at the time when she was talking about her husband's disappearance. And then later when she's interviewed by the film crew and she always like makes a point to say, he said he was leaving early, early, early. Like, why do you need to say it three times? You're trying to to basically, you know, reinforce the fact that, like, this happened so early in the morning, there's no way I could have even, you know, been around. Or, like, right. it just seems like you're trying to establish something, right? And then, or that's what you've told yourself. Right. Um, and normally, like, we're talking now, right? I don't always have eye contact with you. When people lie they maintain more eye contact yeah. than they do if they're telling the truth. Because if you're telling the truth, you don't have to recall stuff. You're just talking. And you don't have to perform. Right, exactly. So I think there's some things there that make it seem for me like something is dishonest. Yeah. But I don't think she fed her husband to the tigers. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's a funny concept. <laughs> and I mean, they were so fixated on it. And the podcast that they have done, too, is like, oh, what did she do? And it's like, no, what she did is that she thinks that she's better and it's the exact same thing. Like, yeah. yes. oh, my God. Yes. She lives in a fantasy world. Full of okay. flower garlands and cat wallpaper. Yeah. Cheetah print everything. A yes. lot of people have said that her husband, Howard looks like Warren Jeffs, uh, <laughs> which I think is fairly funny. If y'all don't know who Warren Jeffs is, look him up because he looks exactly like Howard Baskin. Like, he's uh, going to be fine. As long as he doesn't cross her, he's not going to become tiger food, you know? Yeah. And that's, you can tell she's, you know, she's got to be the one in control because there's several points where she, he's talking and it seems like he's going to tell you you know, some pretty good information, and she just, like, cuts him off and doesn't let him talk anymore. Right. So. No, yeah, honey, don't fine. tell him. Don't tell them that my husband's in Costa Rica. Like, no, right. honey. <laughs> right. Exactly. God. No, I can't do it with Carol Baskin. Carol F. Baskin. Yes. <laughs> TV. That bitch. That bitch, indeed. <laughs> but it's, yeah, this meme group I'm in is so funny. They, every day, it's. 
somebody posts something positive about her and everybody just tears it down so bad that they have to delete most of the posts. (laughs) (laughs) That's where is this on Reddit? This is on Facebook. Nice. So if we were to find this thing, what would we have to search for? Tiger King memes. Tiger King memes. Okay. Yeah. It's a hot tip. 500,000 followers. It is not PC. I just want to say that for anybody easily offended, do not join the group. But otherwise, we'd be very happy to have you. <laughs> Don't go on there and be like, is it a little sexist that we're just writing her this hard, guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, that's immediately, immediate cause for roasting. If you are a supporter of Carol Baskin, that is a hard no. Devil's advocate. <laughs> it's fun. And she also had, like, a really weird setup at her park. Like, there's, like, tiers of people with shirts. It's a very, like, involved shirt cast system. Yeah. And why who? Six days a week. Twelve <laughs> hours a day. <laughs> Miss Christmas. One of, those, one of those kids, one of those people that talk looked like they were about 16 or 17. Yeah. Now, camp ain't no ride in the park. You know, that's a long day for many days in a row. But at least there's sleeping involved. Right. (laughs) There's a fair amount of sleeping involved. So, I don't know. I I feel bad for those people. I feel like they're they're washed in just because they want to be around a tiger. It's... And she's captivating for some reason to these people. So... I don't know. I Maybe if I saw a tiger, I would be convinced, but I'm not sure. Like, is tourism in Tampa that hot where you need to be open six days a week and have people working 12-hour days? Well, yeah, and, and just, I understand there's a lot of work that goes into taking care of a, a zoo. That mm-hmm. is all obvious, but it just seems like you could pay them. Yeah. That's just, no, she's bad. I I think that guy, Doc Antle, is, I think that's definitely a cult. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I wanted to get into next is, like, like I feel like, I, I feel like Carol's got some sort of, like, toxic situation set up in her sphere in Tampa. But what Doc's got going is, like, coercion, definitely coercion borderline cult. I did some like research about what cults are and like what they what it takes to be a cult. I really think like after the Google searches that I've done for this project, I have been flagged on some sort of database. <laughs> Your NSA agent hasn't texted you yet? No, not yet. My personalized NSA agent. Yeah, and like he's de- I feel like he's a benign cult. You know what I mean? He's not like telling people to like go murder people or go kill themselves, but it's like he's taking in all these teenage girls. And they aren't making any money, and they're changing their names, getting boob yeah. jobs. So what do you need to say about Doc Antle that you need to get off your chest? Well, I just, it's so culty, right? Like, it seems like everything you've seen. Just, I, I would be interested to see if he has as many firearms as Joe Exotic. Yes. Because I feel like there's a lot that we didn't see over there. Right. Because he wanted to have a lot of control over that situation, right? He was, like, doing the... He was directing them. Yes. Throughout. He seemed to try and have, like... He was very guarded about what 
we were going to see when we went there. Right. Now, I have a friend who told me that she went there <gasps> Ooh, as a visitor. Yes. And she doesn't necessarily recall it, but her mom says that she has two pictures with a baby tiger from there. Oh, my God. She's like, it just didn't seem weird. She's like, it was kind of like going to, you know, the zoo part of Bush Gardens or something like that. Oh. Okay. So she seemed to think it was more zoo-like than some of the other places. Right. But I don't know. We just didn't get a good look. And why is he making them get boob jobs? Why? Yes. Yeah. Why? And Barb says she didn't sleep with him, but I'm thinking Barb slept with him. Yeah. She did something with him in yeah, some sort of, like, linen closet. Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> like, tiger linens. I don't know. Yeah, like, I just, I feel like, the, like I feel like the documentary could have done a better job of, like, delving into, like, cat world. Because it's, like, it's very clear that this is a problem everywhere. We got to see that guy. We got to see Joe, Carol, and that dr- former drug dealer, whatever his name was. And that yeah, was it. Mario. Mario. It is very weird that we have more tigers than the places where tigers come from. <laughs> That's right. Like, isn't that weird? Shouldn't I someone think... legislate that? <laughs> yeah, I think we should. But yeah. <laughs> I think, or they have to be more diligent. Like, I guess it's the USDA. Is that what they said that's overseeing these people? I don't or remember. Fish and, fish and wildlife or something like that. There's definitely um, some sort of like group that our president has dissolved that should have been on top of this. <laughs> probably, yes. He was like, oh, Joe Exotic ran against me for president, so. We'll keep him, him around, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. So, like, yeah, I feel, I just, there were just so many threads that were unpulled, and it was just so focused on that bitch Carol, and I'm like, no, she is a bitch. But, like, everyone's a bitch. Like, every, like you said, everybody's wrong. Yeah, everybody sucks here. <laughs> and there is no good person. I think the people that came out looking the best were um, that guy, Mario. Yes. He seemed to very much like, and, and like, he seemed to very much love those animals. Yeah. But they were pretty, you know, they were kind of lacking space. I don't know. I mean, they seem well cared for, but it see, it's wrong, right? It's, it has to be wrong. I mean, how is it not wrong? Like, how has this been right already? Like, that's where my, like, this is a thing? Yeah. I didn't know that it was that big of a problem. And I knew that there were private zoos, but I didn't think it was, like, 250 tigers in a zoo. I thought it was like, oh, I've got one tiger. or I've got, you know, because I made a lot of money and I was like, I'm going to get a tiger. Or the hangover, you know, I love tigers for whatever reason. Right. But it just doesn't make sense that you would have 200 plus tigers. And then at the same time, like one of the things that blew my mind from watching the show was Doc Antle was providing animals for things that we like. Like I love Ace Ventura. Like as a kid, that was hysterical to me. He provided the animals for that. So Doctor Doolittle, I think they said. Yeah, and so you're like watching these movies that you enjoy, and you think all these animals must have come from a good place, but that's where they were coming from. So we've been like taking in that entertainment and giving them work. Yeah. Without realizing it. I know. (laughs) 
something's wrong. Even we as the audience come out of this wrong. You know what I mean? Like, no one, literally no one is right. No. And I think everybody who went to one of those is just going to seriously think, what did I, you know, put my money behind? Yes. Because my friend was kind of feeling bad about haven't been to Doc Antle's place. She's like, I've been there, but I didn't know it was cold. One of my friends that when I opened this up on Facebook, she's like, I feel bad because I went to Carol's facility. Like I went and I'm like, I feel uncomfortable that I did that now that I know more stuff about it. Yeah. Oh my God. It's it's crazy. Yes. This is, it's, it's as crazy as the coronavirus situation that we're all going through. And I think that's why everybody's like so in on it is because it's like, a whole other thing that we can obsess over, right? Because there's so much, it's like that, you know, that picture of Charlie Day where he's got all the papers, <laughs> connections, the papers, strings. Pepe Silva! Pepe Silvia! Yeah, because you could, you could seriously sit here and talk about it all day and you would have never covered the same thing twice. And it all sounds crazy <laughs> when you talk about it. Like me trying to explain it to other people, I'm like, yeah, there's these tigers, and, like, he's an asshole, and he sent her a snake in the mail, and then she's trying to take all the tigers, and she probably killed her husband and put him under a septic tank. <laughs> like We gotta dig up that septic tank. Every piece, it just, like, it's nuts. It's nuts. It's nuts. And then you're like, oh, by the way, he hired a hitman to kill somebody. At a really cheap price. <laughs> yeah, which is why I have a problem thinking that it happened. Yeah. Because it just seems so flimsy. Yeah. Of a of a situation. And right. that that detective for the federal government is like a budget Amanda Rollins from SVU. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time I was like, you're not as good looking as Rollins and you're probably not as good of a cop. Yeah. So. Oh my God. So my so, final question for you is, yep. and I'm just thinking of this now, what was it about for Joe? Was it about the animals? What, what, what was it about? Like, what was he, what did he need that he was getting from doing what he was doing? Like, what was it that he was seeking? Well, I think, I think it started out well-intentioned, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to, you know, here's these animals and it'll be good to, use them in whatever entertainment I want to do. And it seemed like a good idea at the time, you know, it seemed like he had some good intentions for what he was trying to do. I'm trying to get the attention of kids and he, they had videos of him doing like these drug and alcohol, like dare talks. Yeah. um, That's a good point. And you're right. He did have a really like, he did have good motivations, but uh, it all started when he held a tiger you know, yeah. he got to like he went to that person's house where he felt safe to be like himself, and then he got to hold a tiger, and then all of this happened. So I'm actually now afraid to hold a tiger. Like, what would happen to me? This is like a Harry Potter, like, you know, like what's the inner core of your wand? Like, what happens to you when you hold a tiger? Right. <laughs> I can tell you right here and now that I would never hold a tiger. I can't do it, man. After seeing this, it's a cautionary tale. All right, so let's close it out with some ideas for some drinking games because, um, I, I mean, everybody, everybody's trying to find ways to self-medicate during this time. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. 
Well, let's see. For starters, I think every time you hear him say Carol Baskin, <laughs> that's immediate shots, if not chug the entire beer, depending <laughs> on how long the tirade is. <laughs> right. Right. And then, and then, like, any time that they show one of his little music videos. <laughs> yes. Those the music, music videos. videos are a true delight. <laughs> a light in the dark, I think, honestly. In these, in these times, it's a in light in the dark. A light in the dark. What other ones have you heard? Well, I mean, when we were talking about them yesterday, it was just, I can't even remember now. <laughs> I said every time someone shoots into the lake or, like, detonates something. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Travis was really into that, wasn't he? Yes. Or, like, sequins slash leopard print. Yes. Every time you see a cat print or sequins. Used Walmart meat? Drink every time you see that pop up. That yeah. was horrifying. I almost barfed on Jesse when they're like, we have a pizzeria that we opened up and we're using probably the old meat from Walmart. <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah, no, 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 no. It was great. Oh, no. He's oh, that was horrifying. That they were feeding the animals the old meat, but I guess that made sense. But then feeding people the old meat. It was, it was turning into Sweeney Todd real fast. No, there are no words to describe how disgusting it is that no. a human would eat that. And especially the staff were eating it. It, it started out, like, like I said, it started out with good intentions, but then it just, he got, you know, meth is a hell of a drug. Yeah. And, <laughs> and apparently so, so are tigers. Yeah. So I think it all just went, it all went south and those poor tigers. Poor tigers. But it now seems like some of them are living out a fairly happy life. Right. My goodness. Well, I really appreciate you joining us for this discussion during these times. And I'm glad you were able to get some stuff off your chest. So thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Tiger King memes on Facebook. We're ready to have you. But... <laughs> Keep your uh, keep your sensitivity checked at the door. Keep your feminist ideals at the door. <laughs> love it. Love I it. love it. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And there you have it, folks. If you're looking for a little bit of advice, don't touch a tiger. Whatever you do, just to avoid any kind of mania during these trying times, just don't touch a tiger. You don't know what's going to happen to you. I'd like to give a final thank you to Shauna and Fro for joining me on this podcast. It was a really good time and a great way to do something that didn't revolve around a baby. Speaking of babies, let me preview with you some of the upcoming episodes that we have for you. First of all, we did Fletchfest. We wrote a Murder, She Wrote episode, staged it, performed it, recorded it. So we're going to have that for you. And we're going to have the conclusion to our gripping saga of our adoption story. So we'll give you all the information that you ever wanted to know about what it was like to adopt and go through all of that in January. So we'll have that for you too. Thanks for tuning into this episode and we'll catch you next time. Bye everybody.